You are listening to the next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of hey. Patriot's Day. I haven't seen you in your uniform for a while. Yeah, that was uh, on purpose. Mm, kind of turns me on. There he is, General Patton in a neon vest. Wow. <laughs> they say a half a million people watched the Boston Marathon here in New England. Yourself? All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for Patriots Day. And joining me for this review, I have Kristen Lopez. Hello, everybody. So the story of Patriots Day, uh, in 2013, the Boston Marathon erupted into chaos when a bomb exploded along the course. This movie, Patriots Day, is a story of what happened on that day and how the FBI, local police, state police, and local first responders work together to track, identify, and apprehend the suspected bombers. The film stars Mark Wahlberg, Kevin Bacon, John Goodman, J.K. Simmons, and Michelle Monaghan. It is written and directed by Peter Berg, co-written by Matt Cook and Joshua Zetturner. Zetturner? Yeah, I think I'm saying that right. In any event, though, Kristen, let's start off with you. What did you think of Patriot's Day? Um, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about this movie. I'm I'm one of the few that thinks that a certain amount of time should pass before we start doing these movies. Um, and, you know, three years. I, I mean, this is still a fairly fresh event in my head because um, I remember when it happened, although I'm a West Coast girl, so I don't have quite the connection, I think, that a lot of East Coasters, especially in, in Boston, probably feel towards this. Um, I think it's one half of a Peter Berg movie and another half of a rather interesting exploration of terrorism and the police procedural, but you gotta wait through like an hour of Peter Berg-y sentimental pap, um, I think. You know, I'm... I compare this to something with the probably the most affecting real world event movie that it, I can recall in recent memory is like United 93 like that movie stuck with me that stuck to my marrow. Yeah. This is not United 93. There are a lot of big Hollywoody things in this movie that just took me right out, which is great for the second act because you're like okay, all the Hollywood people are gone. We're actually trying to tell a story here, which I I really appreciated. So it's a mixed bag for me. Okay. Um, so from my end, uh, I, I mean, listen, Peter Berg and Mark Wahlberg now have made three films together. Lone Survivor, Deepwater Horizon, which came out earlier this year, and now Patriot's Day. Um, I believe Patriot's Day is their finest collaboration yet between actor and director. And I think they're well on the verge of creating uh, one of the best partnerships between actor and director, something like a Steve McQueen to Michael Fassbender or a Scorsese to DiCaprio sort of thing. Especially if they keep working together and they keep trying to tell stories such as this with the amount of care and respect that they show towards the victims, the heroes, and just uh, overall retelling of the events. I mean, the detail in this movie is pretty damn good. I'm, for one, 
a fan of procedural films. I, I like movies that show step-by-step step the breakdown of an event, whether that be through uh, a criminal law case that takes place in the courtroom, or if it's journalism, or if it's something like this, a police investigation. I really, really like films that take that stance. And I think with Patriot's Day, I can understand why some people would find this movie to be overbearing at times in terms of its sentimentality and the amount of emotion that Berg lays into this movie. I mean, the, it, it could be a lot for some people, but I stand on the side that I, I think this is a very tasteful film that moved me many, many times and had me actually uh, in tears by the end. I, and for one, it's also uh, pretty damn good as far as, um, you know, the moments of action goes. You know, there's a couple of moments of tension, some shootouts that are very, very exhilarating, which is why, I like I, like I said before, I think this is probably Peter Berg's best film he has crafted yet. Um, where do you want me to go with that? <laughs> I mean, you I know, mean, I, okay. Let's let's look at Berg's career for for me at least. Um, I hate Lone Survivor. I hate it. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Um, I am a person that does not like the kind of jingoistic America fuck yeah type of films that we have. This I don't think is nearly as overloaded on that front. Um, it, it's actually funny because i i thought when 13 hours came out last year that was going to be really like raw raw preceding a trump presidency and it it wasn't this is even more subtle i think in terms of trying to not pick sides at the same time though it's still very much a flag waving type of film you have flaws on both sides um i did like a lot of the appreciation for trying to not make this a grandiose political thing um which a lot of people did it's just that first hour is so overbearingly twee you know i it's like Oh, I, I disagree completely. Ugh, I think Berg does yeah. a great job of setting up all of the characters in that first hour because he does something that a lot of directors don't do. He actually spends time with the people that are impacted by the, the catalytic event that sets off the movie. And as a result, then, when this moment happens, we actually care. Like... The, uh, the couple, um, the, the cute young couple. Yeah, who uh, I found take- incredibly annoying. But he takes time. Like, he actually puts effort into showing who these people are. Uh, Do you see many directors doing that sort of thing? Yeah. (laughs) I I just, I think that the concept of, we don't need to know every intricacy of these people's lives to care about them. We should care about them because they were victims of a horrific crime then watch a them. documentary then you don't get that same feeling watching and, a film and that's the uh, that's just the thing I, I it's a two hour and ten movie it easily could have been a lean hour 45 I did not need like, here's oh. here's a great example again to go back to United 93 you did not need to get scenes of those people in their home life going to the airport getting on that plane for what reason you cared about them because they were in this horrific event. You you got snippets into their life 
through the conversations they had, through the reactions. But to be fair, though, United 93 is shot like a documentary and pretty much portrayed as such almost True, for the most and, part. but Berg does it, tries to do it as well. We get so many different cuts of footage. We get POV shots. We get the the shots security from the, the camera. security cameras. We get yeah. these, like, GoPro type of things. So he's definitely trying to get a documentary cinema verite thing going for himself. So... Yeah, for me, I was just like, okay, it's a nice Folgers-esque white couple, you know? And I knew the story, their story from the get-go, so I was kind of already like, I know how this goes. Um, But for me, I mean, it, it just felt very Hollywood, which is the second act does not feel very Hollywood in terms of how it's going through the motions of actually telling the story. Maybe it's because I found he was making some interesting decisions in telling the actual attacker story. And that was what was interesting to me. Not watching Mark Wahlberg go around and state the obvious, which happens so many times in this movie. There are scenes that just had me shaking my head where he's like, it's a bomb. No shit, Sherlock, it's a bomb. Um, (laughs) You know, they're looking at a picture of the two guys. There's two attackers. It felt like a really crappy TV show for that first hour. I, I will say in regards to Wahlberg, he, he gives a strong performance at times, but it is definitely uneven in this movie. And yes, I will agree that because he is um, the one central character that the audience has to identify with because he's the star, uh, he's inserted into scenes in the movie where you're just like, why is he here? What is he doing? And how the hell does he know all this information that's helping him solve this case right now? Exactly, yeah. (laughs) I I get that argument. I I totally get that. And there's a lot of actors that you kind of are like, okay, so J.K. Simmons has maybe a couple of scenes as this guy. I'm like, well, why is... It almost, once again, J.K. Simmons just kind of being in like a thankless role this year between this and La La Land, just kind of showing up to cash a check. I don't Um, agree with that. I think they do a good job of building up that this is just a very go, you know, go lucky, you know, guy that doesn't really see much action in his town. And he gets caught up in this horrifying event that takes place and actually ends up being... Uh, very central to the moment of, you know, coming head to head with these bombers. And just to also present the flip side of that, I do agree with you that one of the ever strongest elements of this film is that the film does spend time on the bombers. So we've spent time with the bombers. We've spent time with J.K. Simmons' character so that when the two parties do come head to head in that shootout scene in the street... It, it, it feels like the pieces have just built to this moment the way that they should, which is, like I said, something that I don't see many films doing well. I feel like directors fumble through uh, this narrative style of filmmaking, and they just don't present it with the same level of skill that Berg does here, where it actually feels like there's dramatic stakes. Because we know who these characters are. I can see that for Simmons' character, because that actually has payoff. I think the fact that we are introduced and we spend so much of that first hour with the individual characters affected by the bombing who then who then essentially disappear for the last hour of the movie. I, I kind of kept thinking, I've already forgotten about them. 
<laughs> I wish we just, I, I don't know. The, the first hour for me was a slog because we were introduced to these characters, many of whose names I did not remember other than individual story beats. You know, the, the, the cute little Asian girl that wants to go out with the bro country guy, which I had to actually watch a scene of somebody singing bro country. I am, was not feeling that at all. Um, you know, those, those scenes, I just think, were there to remind the audience of stuff that we should already know, which is that we care about these people because they are, they, they kind of, they overcame or, you know, tragedy or unfortunately lost their lives. I did not need an hour of individual stories who, for characters whose names I did not recall by the end. Okay, that's fair. That's fine. I mean, the film obviously thinks it is important because obviously it spends a lot of time at the end of the film having these multiple endings. I, I, there, were, there came a point where I didn't know when this film was going to end because the denouncement uh, with all the text and flashes of images on the screen just seemed to go on and yeah. on and on. And I, I have to say, that's where I felt like the emotion aspect was overbearing at times. Um, like, I hadn't felt this way about a movie since Return of the King. You know, like, when is this thing going to end? Because uh, it just seemed to keep on going and my emotions kept on just, you know, building and building and building. And it was like, come on already. But overall, though, I, I think that I don't think Berg does anything that would be considered, in my opinion, distasteful um, or disrespectful. I think that this is a very, very, very solid effort on his part uh, to present this uh, true event and also to display the events truthfully with the exception of, once again, Mark Wahlberg's character. Um, were there any other standout uh, technical elements or scenes or anything like that for you in this film? Um, I mean, I'm assuming we'll talk more in depth into the second half, so I, I don't really know really want to spoil things right away um mm -hmm. i did think that yeah politically having having watched this the day after i saw silence where i had a lot of questions about things as selectively trying to pick an angle and go with it um you know berg kind of just lays things flat and if you want to ascribe things to it you can he's a he's essentially telling things about as straightforward as we know them to be. So, you know, I, I appreciated the fact that um, the U.S. government effectively said, um, we're not going to Mirandize these people, and even though they're U.S. citizens, we're going to take them how we want to take them, um, which I think it's overshadowed a lot when we talk about this event, um, because... It's a very scary concept that if you're accused or even listed in the same word line as like terrorism, whether you're a U.S. citizen or not, your rights are effectively suspended. So I, I thought that was interesting that he brings that up, especially um, in the scene with um, Supergirl. What's her name? Uh, Benoist. Yes. Um, Melissa. Yeah. Benoist, um, as, as the wife um, in that, that moment with Candy Alexander, which I thought was really good. I kind of wish... Candy Alexander had been in it more often because she's yeah. really awesome in it. Um, or the fact that the kudos for casting two guys that really did look like the real bombers because they were oh yeah chillingly yeah frighteningly similar. But the little things, you know, the fact that the the one the youngest one who is still alive and in, in 
prison right now, you know, he's asking the guy that they've kidnapped whether they have a Bluetooth or an iPod dock in his car. Um, you know, just these little things that I think do a better job of presenting the, their lives than the whole scenes of, like, individual characters. Because you're, you're able to discern that this is an American who has grown up in America, who has turned terrorist, and has no real concept, because he's a teenage boy, of kind of the gravity of his situation. Um, yeah. Which I thought was really, really fascinating to see presented, because I, I think in a lesser script or a director would have just made these guys, like, nameless you know, Muslim. It would have been London Has Fallen Part 2 in Boston. Oh, God. Yeah. Huh. Um, one thing I do want to uh, just draw some attention to as well is for as much as I said before, I think this film is very respectful and tasteful. I, I do wonder if the screenplay, mainly the dialogue, which is laced with a lot of F-bombs because of it's a Boston film and I'm not... For anyone that's from Boston right now listening to this, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like Hollywood's take on Boston, Departed, and all these other movies tend to, well, let's just say it tends to be a lot of colorful language. And as a result of that, um, I feel that the screenplay sometimes is a little childish, maybe. There's a lot of like hua type of language here. Like there are scenes, right. there are lines that just feel like Red Band trailer lines. Yeah, uh, like I just kept saying to myself, I feel like the constant use of motherfucker, yeah, and things even, like that is even just the, unnecessary. The, the kidnapped victim that's kidnapped by the bombers, you know, he doesn't speak English very well, but he can muster up a get those motherfuckers with like perfect clarity. Yeah. Um, I was kind of sitting there like, really. Okay, this just turned into twenty four. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I. I, I just wonder, like, could we have gotten maybe a screenplay that would have been a little bit, a little bit more mature? Uh, but like I said, it's like being very, very nit- nitpicky on my part. Uh, let's t- pass it off to uh, final thoughts, grades, and I mean, Oscar nominations will be uh, actually uh, this week. So, Kristen. What Oscar potential do you see for Patriots Day? I have this for sound mixing and editing. Um, as you as, do I. as you brought up. Um, yeah, that's about it. I don't have it for anything else. Um, in terms of grade, uh, this was a very hard weekend for me because I saw three very long movies back to back to back. And this was my last one. It is what it is. I think it's um, fine. It's not nearly as politically hammy as I feared it was going to be. And I'm sure someone's going to leave a comment about how I'm a special liberal snowflake and I didn't understand, um, which is fine. But uh, for me, I just I don't like the Hollywoody presentation of these very serious events. I think back of like Oliver Stone's World Trade Center, okay, which is just so Hollywood trying to present these very serious topics. I think this film does it about as respectfully as it can, although I, I do think the first hour is a slog with a lot of moments that are supposed to get you on character sides whose sides you're already on so you don't really i didn't feel you needed all that little twee those twee moments with characters that you're supposed to like because you know they're just they're good people we already know they're good people and even if they're assholes then you know what they didn't deserve what they they got anyway um so yeah that the first hour didn't work for me Wahlberg's fine um although he certainly loves his kind of like for, uh, with whom, you know, his his uh, moments of, like, confusion I thought were really funny when they shouldn't have been. So, overall, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving this a, a 
I'm going to give this a six, a six out of 10. I, I think it's just fine. Alrighty. Well, for me, um, you know, I said before, sound mixing, sound editing. I think this has uh, maybe some of the best sound I've heard in the film this year. Um, that shootout scene in the middle of the street is just insane in terms of the sound work that's happening there. Um, the gunshots have some real impact and there is a lot going on in that scene that makes it almost feel like it's like a war zone. Uh, it's just completely insane. Uh, so I, I give a lot of credit to that. I like to give a lot of credit to the film's very brisk pacing and editing, which I know before you had thrown a criticism at, but I didn't have a problem with it. I thought this two hour, 10 minute movie brushed right on by very, very well, uh, with exception to the very, very end. But the shaky handheld camera style, uh, some directors I feel like can't do it well. I thought Peter Berg did it very well here, and I thought it was appropriate for the way in which he tried to film it. You know, mixed with the security uh, camera footage, real life footage, and everything else like you said before, it's not United 93. I don't think it's going for that sort of a style. I think instead this is going for uh, a style that's maybe like half that and then half 24 uh, you know you said before like hollywood-esque you know it's got like a glossy shine to it it's pretty it's you know it, it, it's it's a movie made by hollywood <laughs> at the end of the day here um and of course trent Reznor, atticus ross love 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 the talent that those guys bring to every project that they work on. I thought the atmospheric uh, piano-based score from them here uh, really helped with the mood of the film and really just helped give it um, a, a very, very good sense of dread in some scenes as well as uh, the emotional beats that needed to be hit to really drive this film home. All in all, uh, I think this is, like I said, a great representation of the events that followed April 15th, 2013, and I think that it's a good showcase for the the, the average everyday heroes and all of us. I'm giving Patriots Day an 8 out of 10. Uh, Oscar potential, like I said, sound editing, sound mixing. I wish it could show up in more, but this late December release seems to have hurt it a bit, so it doesn't look like it's going to contend in anything much more than that. And hell, it may not even contend at all. We will certainly find out, though, in a couple of days. With that said, Kristen. Yes. Where can they find you on the internet? I am at journeys underscore film, although I'm hesitant to put that out after I just brought up uh, this, this movie's flaws. Nah, you'll roll with the punches. I and will. Get, Trust go me. along with it. And uh, you can find me at Next Best Picture. I want to thank you all for listening, as does Kristen. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Player FM, SoundCloud. There's a lot. But feel free to also leave us a review over on iTunes when you get a chance. We would greatly appreciate that. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and we will see you all next time. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, 
we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.